Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we're going to be starting a brand new parak, parak Yom Kippurim. This uh, parak is halacha lemaisa. Elements of it are very halacha lemaisa. It's the last parak in the Masechta. And tonight we're going to be learning a blot and a half, really more than a blot and a half. We're learning the bottom of Ayin Gimel Amid Beis. All of Ayin Dalet and Ayin Hamadalet is a very significantly sized Gemara. We have a lot to do. Let's jump right in at the new parak. A little bit more than halfway down on Ayin Gimel Amid Beis, the new parak opens. Yom Kippurim Aser Ba'achilu V'Shesia U'Berachitzu V'Sicha U'Benila Sasandal V'Tash Meshamita, as we call them, the Chameshes Inuyim, the five things that are Aser on Yom Kippur. Eating and drinking are pooled together as one. That's number one. Number two, rechitza. Number three, sicha, anointing. Uh, so taking a shower and number and, and then a sicha's anointing. Nila sasanos wearing leather shoes. Uvitash mishamita and uh, marital relations are also prohibited as well. However, vamelch vakali yuchatzus pinehem, a uh, king and a bride must still wash their faces. They must always look presentable. The Mephorshim point out that the kala is only for the first 30 days. It's not forever, but for the first 30 days, she's uh, required to wash her face, even on Yom Kippur. Ve'achaya, a woman who just gave birth, tino sandal, she should wear shoes. Rashi points out because she might become very cold. Debi Rebbe Lazar, the Chachamim don't agree about this last one. The Chachamim Osram, they say that the Chaya, the woman who just gave birth, is not allowed to wear shoes. Next, what is the shear of Isser of Achila? Ha'ochel kakosev sagasa, like a large date, kamoha, it's including its pit. So the entire volume. Uh, in chemistry class, I had a teacher whose name was Dr. Karish, and we learned about water displacement. What you do in order to measure the volume of something, you drop it into a full, uh, a full bucket of water to the top. And when you take the item out, you can look at the reduction in liquid. That's the exact volume of what we're talking about. Same thing would be here. It includes the, uh, the kosevis with the seed inside. <laughs> he's ready. He's ready. <laughs> and when it comes to liquids, which is a cheek full of liquid, you would be chayev. All foods combine to the shear. You could be eating a little bit of crackers with some cream cheese. You could add in some other salads. They all are mitzarif to the shear. And all liquids also combine, but foods and liquids don't combine. Foods and liquids do not combine. Of course, there's a very well-known halacha that if uh, there's a halachic scenario where unfortunately somebody is obligated to eat on Yom Kippur, we make them eat bishiurim unless we can't we can avoid unless we can't avoid it. Eating bishiurim means that they have to eat less than the kakoseves within the time frame of what's called Achilas pras. Ask your local Orthodox rabbi. I hope this applies to no, but sometimes it does. Fine. The Gemara opens on Ayin Gimel Amid Beis, five, six lines into the new parak. Aser, why does the Mishnah say in the very beginning, Yom Kippurim, Aser in all of these five things? That's the wrong language. We know that there's an Iser Karis here, Anush Karisu. Why doesn't the Mishnah say Yerchai Karis? Why does it say that it's Aser? And then the Gemara thrusts us into a massive world of, of discussion. Omar, Rabbi Ilav, Item, Rabbi Yirmiya, Lunitzuch, Our Mishnah is talking about Chatzishir. What is the sugi of chatzishir? So the sugi of chatzishir is if someone were to eat a half of a shear of a kakosevis, a half of a shear of that volume of food, what would the halacha be? So according to some, there's still an iser, but there's no kares, right? There's still isurim, but the onshin are different. The iser still chal. Chatzishir is aser minator, according to this sheet on the Gemara. So says the Gemara, yeah, that's great for one sheet. I could understand, I could understand your approach to say that when the Mishnah says the word aser, that is talking about no problem. As long as you hold the chatzishir zasim in Torah, if you ate half of the amount, you're still in violation of the Isra Torah. 
But according to the one who says that chatsi shir is mutter minat Torah, that there's no iser rise of eating half of that amount, then then the word asr should not be in our mission at all. It's mutter, or it's nisr derabanan, whatever the case may be. So it says the Gemara, um, it says the Gemara, itmar. let's show the uh, the primary mari makam for this sugya. Chatsi shir, when it comes to the discussion of chatsi shir, eating half of a shir of what would otherwise be asr, so we separate out the onshin, from the iser, the onish is only with a with a kakoseves, but the iser is even with a chatzishir. And here's the machlokas and the amorim. Rabbi Yochanan, eight lines from the bottom line, Gimel Mabez. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Aser min Torah. He holds the chatzishir still has an iser, even though it doesn't have the onish of kares. Rabbi Reish Lakish Amar Mutter min Torah. It is permissible min Torah to do so. So fine. Hanicha the Rabbi Yochanan. Back to our question: Why does it say aser? Why does it not say onish kares? So the Gemara had said because it's chatzishir is aser min Torah. So when our Mishnah says aser, it means aser because of chatzishir. Okay, Hanichal Rabbi Yochanan, that only works according to Rabbi Yochanan, who holds, who holds that um, that Chatzishir is Asir Minatora. Elo the Reish Lakish, who says that a Chatzishir is Mutter, then what does our Mishnah then mean with the word Asir? Ma'ikal Meimar. This answer is the Gemara, a very difficult answer, and the Gemara is going to be bothered by this for about twenty lines. Mo the Reish Lakish Asir Midrabanan. So Reish Lakish is of the opinion that yes, you're correct. That Min Hatora, there is no Isra of Chatzishir. However, Midrabanan, we have a rabbinic injunction against eating a chatzishir. And therefore, when our Mishnah says aser, according to Reish Lakish, it's an iser derabanan. So now we have to look at our Mishnah with the following lens. According to both Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish, our Mishnah, when it says aser, is talking about chatzishir. According to Rabbi Yochanan, that's an iser deraisa, because he holds chatzishir is aser min Torah. And according to Reish Lakish, it's an iser derabanan. He holds a midoraisa, it's mutter. It is absolutely mutter to eat a chatzishir. But midorabanan, we're going to be careful. So says the Gemara, no way. Reish Lakish cannot hold that there's an Isser Darabanan of Chatzishir. Why not? So the Gemara is going to present a convoluted, um, a convoluted question, a very lengthy question. It's about 15 lines of questioning within which are questions and answers. So pay attention. Ihachi says the Gemara, if it's true that Chatzishir is, is, um, is an Isser Darabanan according to Reish Lakish, then if that's true, then in another Halachic Sugya, as the dominoes fall, what we learn from here, we apply to there, that in another Halachic Sugya, we would have to then say, Lo korban shvua. What's a korban shvu or a korban shvuas uh, uh, bitui? A korban shvu is as follows. A person says that they make a nether not to eat, and then they eat. So you broke a shvu. So you have to bring a korban. It's pretty simple. It says the Gemara. Alama tanan, why does the Mishnah? By the some of the Gemara say alama with an aleph. And some of the old schools Gemara, yours should have that too if you have the old version. When it says here six lines, five lines from the bottom, it says alama tanan. The art scroll has it with an aleph also. It's got to be a typo because... Uh, that's not what the word means. That's Alma, which is totally also Alama. Why? Alama Tan, why does the Mishnah say Shvua Shalo Ochel? If a person makes a Shvua that that person says they will not eat, and then they don't eat regular food, but instead, then they eat food that they're not allowed to eat out of the gates. You're not allowed to eat those foods to start with. So the Halach is Tanakama says, You're Chayiv, Reb Shimon Poter. The Avinan Va, am I Chayiv? Why would you be Chayiv for eating? Why would you be Chayiv a Korban, a korban Shvua? for eating food that's treif, you, you broke your shvua, but you weren't allowed to eat the food in the first place. I make a shvua that I'm not, that I'm not gonna eat chazer. What are you talking about? I'm not allowed to eat chazer without my shvua. That's not where you, where you come up with a korban shvua as bitui. It's also to eat the, the shkatsim or musim anyways. So says the Gemara, I don't understand the Tanakama. The Tanakama and this Mishnah says that you're chayv a korban shvua. Under what circumstances? The person says that I'm not gonna eat anything and then they go eat a piece of pig. So he says, you're for a korban. Why? 
Moshba ve'omei mehar sinayu. This is a phrase that's used, quoted even in Shulchan Aruch, I believe, if not in the, in the postkim. When a person is moshba ve'omei, you've already taken the shvua to not eat these foods. You've already agreed not to eat nevelos and trefos. So if you make a promise that you're not going to eat anything, and then you eat nevelos and trefos, why would you be chayiv? That is a machlokes in the Amoraim. So th- three lines from the bottom. Rav, Shmuel, Rav Yochanan, the three of them hold. What we are talking about here is a combination of that which is mutter and that which is usur. You're eating certain foods that you're allowed to, that, that are halachically mutter to eat and foods that you're not allowed to eat. You're eating a regular, a regular piece of food. Let's say a chalant, right? So you're eating a little bit of chalant, right? Elephants in the room. And then at the same time, you're also eating nevela mamish. So says the Gemara, a person who made a shvua that they're not going to eat, and then they eat some kosher food with non-kosher food, then it's all mitzdarif, and then you have to bring a korban shvua. So that's the answer of Rav Shmuel and Rav, Shmuel and Rav Yochanan. However, two lines from the bottom, and now we're getting into back into our territory, because remember where we started, that Reish Lakish was of the opinion that when our Mishnah says that it's usr, it's an isr de Rabbanon of chatzi shears. What does Reish Lakish say in this sugi of korban shvua? Reish Lakish Omar, there's no way you're going to ever find the case of chiyu of Korban Shavuah in this case, unless, Ella, unless the Shavuah that you took was articulated as the Shavuah that I, not me, just as a, as a sample, the Shavuah that person X takes is, I won't eat a Chatzishir. What does that imply? That Reish that, that Lakish holds about a Chatzishir? That it's Mutter. Because otherwise, you would never bring a Korban on that, right? He must hold that it's mutter because the only way to make a chazi shir usr, according to Reish Lakish, is to say, I am not going to eat a chazi shir. And then you go to chazi shir, then you're chayv a korban shvua because you lied. That means that he holds be'etzim that it's mutter. So he says that, and that's only valiba de Rabbanan. The Rabbanan were of the opinion that if you don't specify the amount, we assume it's a kazais. Oh, or he says, the Reish Lakish says there's another possibility. Or bistam ve'aliba de Rabbi Akiva, or maybe you'd be chayv a chazi shir according to Rabbi Akiva, who holds that whenever a person asers food on themselves, it's not with a shir of a kazayis, it's even a, even a kol shuhu. That's what the Gemara says here. To Rabbi Akiva, the Amar Adam oser atzma bekol So these two approaches are within uh, Reish Lakish. One saying that you explicitly stated chazi shir according to the Rabbanan, or according to Rabbi Akiva, who says that when you accept an iser of eating upon yourself, it's even a kol shuhu, so then there too chazi shir would be usher. Now, according to this first approach on the very bottom line, what we've seen is that if, only if a person explicitly stipulates that in their shvua that they are not going to eat, that they are not going to, to eat a chazi shir, so fine. So then we see from there that he must hold that Chatzis Shir is mutter, minat Torah. Let's continue. The argument's going to get a little bit more structured. The Chitema, if you want to say that Kevan de Islay Heter minat Torah, because the Chatzis Shir, according to Reish Lakish, is technically mutter minat Torah, so then Kochayel Korban Shavua, so then maybe we'd say that there is, at this point, we can bring the Korban because there's no problem of being Mushba Ve'omed. You're not mushba ve'omed on the on the food because it's mutter to, for a chatzishir. So it says the Gemara that can't be v'atnan because we have another sugya, the third domino. What's the third sugya? Shvua saidus. A shvua saidus is a shvua that a person makes when they say, "I don't have any testimony to share, but really they did. They were witnesses to a crime. They were witnesses to a halachic crime, and they had what to share, and they didn't share it in the end. So that's an isr d'oraisa, and as well." They are going to be chayev to bring a uh, to bring a korban. So ena noheges ela in lahaid. But it only applies the shuvah seidus only applies to the right people. Vehavinan ba. When we look at this mishnah, which says. 
that the Shavu of Eidus only applies to those to whom it's fitting. What does that mean? <laughs> Who does that exclude? So two sheet is that a king is not allowed to give Eidus. Just a general rule, a king cannot give Eidus, a melech. And Rav Acha bar Yaakov amar lemeute mesachek bekubia. Mesachek bekubia is a famous sugin maseches, Sanhedrin, where it speaks about uh, that a person who gambles is pasal edus. These shilas do come up, and in fact, the Sephardim are, str- are very stark about this. You're not allowed to do any, even like a lottery ticket. Some Sephardim are mocked, but not to buy them. The postgame, I think, of Avadja is a true on this. If not one, then many. He certainly writes about it somewhere. Uh, don't remember the details, but uh, being Mesachik Bekubia is a problem. It, it creates a psul derabanan for edus. So let's say that you, ha- you go to a destination wedding in Las Vegas, and you're gambling like crazy, and then you walk into the wedding hall from guys like, oh, you look like a yid. Can you come be an aide under my chuppah? And you, if you're a Sephardic, would say that even the regular gambling makes you a soldier abanon. So it says the Gemara as follows. That a person who's Mesachik Bekubia, they are not ra'oi to give edus. On a Torah level, a person who's Mesachik Bekubia, a person who gambles, they are fit to be edus. Only the rabbis were the ones who gave up soul status to this person. And what, what, what we see here is that there is no chalos of the korban in such a case. This is a very sophisticated way of saying that Rish Lakish contradicted himself. And, and there's no way that what he said by us can be true. It can't be that you hold that this Nisr Darabonon, because if there were to have been a real status of Nisr Darabonon by Chasi Shir, then these korbanos in the case of Shua Saedus would have been brought. But they were not, but they were not. So says the Gemara, that's not true. Really, we can still support the Shita of Reish Lakish. Shiny Hassam, that case is different. No, this person can't give Edus at all. He's totally outside of the camp of giving Edus, and therefore you cannot learn from there. And therefore, the Shita of Reish Lakish stands as an open possibility. Therefore, and with this is this, this is the summary piece. If that was confusing, it was for me too. If this is this is the summary of that of, of what we've learned so far. Our Mishnah says the word Asr. Why does it say Asr if there are all these Surah Kares? So says the Gemara, the reason why it says Asr, according to Rav Yochanan, is because Chatzishir shares Asr Minah Torah, but there's no Onesh of Kares. And our Mishnah is talking about a Chatzishir. And according to Reish Lakish, there isn't even Chatzishir Minah Torah, but Midir Abanan, I hold that the word Asr in our Mishnah is an Isr Dir status of the Chameshes Inuyim. Okay, that's sugya number one for tonight. Sugya number two, connected. There are other cases in Shas where there's an Onesh Kares, and we also have the word Aser, V'hatanya. Even though it's true that the Chamesha Sinuin are Aser, where does the Isra of Kares apply? doesn't apply. Uh, it only applies. Ela al ha'ochel v'shosev so if you look back in our Mishnah, it says, Yom HaKippur Ma'asr Ba'achid L'Vishtiyah. It says it's Asr. They're all Asr, but only one of them is an Isr Onesh, which is the case of Achid L'Vishtiyah. So we see that our Mishnah uses the word Asr, even though Achid L'Vishtiyah and Malacha, but Malacha is not included in our Mishnah, that we see that it's an Isr Kares. Why does it say Asr? Says the Gemara Hachi Kamar. This is really Pshat. Kshamru Asr, lo amru shir. When, when our Mishnah is talking about Asr, it's not talking about a full shear, it's only talking about a chatzi shear. Aval taka, it's true kishir. If a person eats enough food or drink, then anush kares, then they're going to be chayav kares. And even if it's true that they're chayav kares, but it doesn't apply to all the others in the list. So if you look back in our Mishnah, the first two, which is really one category, those two are Asr and have a Chiyuv Kares as an Onesh. The others don't have an Isr Kares as an Onesh. Maybe they're only Isuri Doraisa. Good.
second possibility is kikatani asr asher when it says asr it doesn't the word isr really applies to all the other ones to tanu because we learned in a brisa of rabba Rav yosef now rabba and Rav yosef were not tanas so what does it mean to tanu so it says the gemara bishar sifrei the beirav they had other books quote unquote in beirav uh, this is a reference to the midrashim of bamidbar and dvarim and uh, they saw over there how do we know that these things are asr and shabbos what, what's missing from here where's achilu shasia it's excluded from this list because it's using the language of iser so it says shivos that on these things on shabbos shabbason when it comes to to yom kippur these things you're not allowed to do Gufa, let's jump back into the sugi of Chatsi Shir for just a moment. Gufa says the Gemara two thirds of the way down, I dollar. When it comes to Chatsi Shir eating half of the requisite amount to, to violate the Isser, Rav Yochanan says it's Asr, Rish Lakish says it's Motor. Why do each of them hold the way that they do? Ten lines from the bottom. Rav Yochanan Amar Asr Minatora. Kevin the Chazi Litzerufe, Isura Ka'achil. Since, in theory, had that amount been larger, this is a very strange Svar and requires Rishonim to understand it properly. So, since, says the Gemara, that's Chazi that even in a slightly larger form, it could be usser. We therefore assume it's already at the larger shear. Again, on paper, difficult to understand. It requires work. This makes more sense to us in- intuitively. The isser only applies when you have reached the requisite shear and you haven't broken the threshold yet. You haven't eaten enough. And therefore, Rish Lakish says it's, it's, not, uh, it's not good. You shouldn't be doing it, but it's not an isser del raisa. Okay, Ace of Yochan and the Rish Lakish. Rav Yochanan, who holds that Khatishir's Asr Minatora asks Rish Lakish, I, as a general rule, have, and this is speaking about the world of Chelev, without the Rishonim, we would have been lost, says the Gemara. In regards to Chelev, uh, if Yeshno Be'onesh, Yeshno Be'azhara, that because we know that there's an Onesh, we also know that there's an Azhara, that there's an Isser Lav. The word Azhara here is to reference the fact that there's an Isser Daraisa. What about a Koi? A Koi is an animal that has some features of a Behema and some features of a Chaya. A Behema, the Chelev of a Behema, is Aser. But the chelev of a is mutter. So what do we do with a koi? Says the Gemara, if a person eats a koi, and he eats chatsi shir of the chelev, koi v'chatsi shir, ho'il ve'eno be'onesh, in that case, there's not going to be an onesh because there's a degree of suffix. Yachol eno be'azhara. Maybe we should also assume that there's going to be no iser in such a case. Talmud Omar, what does the b'risa say? Kol chelev, to include even a case of koi. What does that show you? That's an explicit brisa that by the case of Koi, we were taught in a brisa. Rav Yochanan pushes back on Reish Lakish. Rav Yochanan says, I hold that Chatzishir is Asr Minatora. And Reish Lakish, I have a brisa to boot. I can show you by the Koi. It says Chatzishir Asr Minatora. Talmud Lomar, Kol Chelev. Oh, so I have a beautiful Marimakom. So says Reish Lakish, says Reish Lakish back to Rav Yochanan, Midrabanan. No, that price is only talking midrabanon. The cross machtabamu. The pasuk is just a support for the dindarabanon. But midoraisa akoy is also mutter bechatsi shir. And hachinami mistabra. It has to be that when it comes to akoy, that we are only talking about a dindarabanon. Three lines from the bottom. I'm dalam and alf. This alkadai tachdoraisa koy svekahu. If you're going to tell me that midoraisa that akoy is a suffix, so then what? We have a pasuk and chumash that a kaddish baruch hu didn't know what the status was of the animal. The koya is an animal where we don't know if it's a behema or if it's a chaya. So Talmud Lomar, the Pasuk and Chumash says, oh, don't worry, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Paskin for us. What do you mean HaKadosh Baruch Hu Paskin for us? The only suffix is by us. He can't be answering a suffix of what the animal, he knows what the animal is. That's not a Pasuk and Chumash. We're Amaratz, we don't know. So it says the Gemara, it doesn't make any sense. Koya sveka with Israel krala suye sveka. HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs to bring a Pasuk. To, it has to be that it's Dirabanan. Otherwise, HaKadosh Baruch Hu never would have brought a Pasuk in the first place. Hashem doesn't have any Sveikos. 
Ah, says Rabbi Yochanan back to Rishakish. If what you're arguing is from there, that's not a good argument. Why? Because Kasavri turning to the top of the dollar in the base. Koi, very bifne asma. He holds that a koi is not an animal that's a suffix. A koi is a very bifne asma. It's its own animal. The pasuk in Chumash wasn't paskening on an animal that's a suffix. It's paskening on an animal that's unique in that it is a very bifne asma. It's its own animal. Yes, it has features of the behema, in which case the chedav should be yasser. It has features of the chaya, in which case the chedav should be mutter. It's a very bifne asma. It's not a suffix, and therefore the pasuk works out just fine. If you don't say that, then in another case scenario by the halachos of dam, af kol, what does it mean? Kol koi. The pasuk in Chumash says kol by the iser of dam to include even the blood of a koi, this animal which has multiple attributes. So if you want to say koi sveka, we're going to make a drasha from the pasuk in Chumash when it says kol by blood to include a koi. Hakadosh Baruch Hu has no sveikos about an animal. It can't be that Hakadosh Baruch Hu was thinking the animal was a suffix. Ella very shiny halchanami very shiny. And this brings us to the end of our second sugya, which is the sugya of whether or not we use the word usr to represent onshim in uh, onshay karis. So sugya number three for the night, and this gets into some practical elements. How do we know what the chameshes inuyim are? Especially food. The rabbi taught us five lines down on the Famous pasuk that we know that we're supposed to um, afflict ourselves. Yachol, maybe afflicting ourselves is, uh, a, you know, this dysfunctional form of self-inflicted harm, right? It's not passive. It's not the passive move of not eating, but rather maybe yachol You know, it's like jumping into ice water, right? The ice bucket challenge. It, maybe that we should do that all day on Yom Kippur. That's terrible. Says the Gemara, no. That's not what we're talking about. It has to be malacha oriented. We're talking about things that are passive, not things that are active. You cannot jump into cold water. That's not Inui. It has to be things that are uh, that are Sheva Altasa. And think about what we said in the beginning of our Mishnah. No eating, no washing, no anointing, no leather, no Tash It's passive. It's just not acting. And therefore, that's what it has to be. Maybe we should say, okay, Okay. All right. Maybe it's passive. Maybe you're sitting up in the morning before the sun rises. And then the sun rises, it gets very hot. The Chaim Lei gets very warm. We don't tell the guy, get up and go sit in the, uh, in the shade. Because that's that's uh, that's shave altas at kumva. I say which one is it? So maybe we should say that's and uh, maybe we should say that or the reverse. Yasi betula person sitting in the shade lay. So what would we say to him? Lo namele. We should not tell him kumtu b'shimsha. Get up and go walk into the into the sun because that's kumva. I say. So the Gemara responds. None of this is even shaykh at all. We're not talking about the sun. We're not talking about the cold. We're not talking about self infliction of any type of discomfort. Dumya dimalacha. The type of inui that we're talking about has to be similar to malacha in the following way. Just like Malacha, we don't make distinctions what us are and what's mutter based on our own subjective uh, uh, things that we like and don't like. I like the sun. I don't like the sun. I'd rather be in 110 degrees. I'd rather be. We don't care what your feelings are in the matter. The things that are inuyim are things that are objective, not things that are subjective. And that's what the Gemara means when it says, another brysa, a very, very lengthy brysa, which will establish which foods are, which categories of foods are usher on Yom Kippur. Says the Gemara, we're a third, a quarter of the way down. Another, it's a new brysa, so we can talk about the same thing again. Maybe we should sit in the sun, sit in the cold. Nope. What does that mean? Just like the malacha that we have over here by Yom Kippur, the Chamesh is something that we have elsewhere by Shabbos. So, it's the same too by restricting ourselves from eating like we have in other places. 
What category are we talking about? Is that piglovenos our food that is piglovenos? Are there isure kares? So maybe we should say that that's what's usher. So says the Gemara, I'll engage, I'll engage. Okay, avi, you can then include in the isser pigul venosar shein bekaris. But if everything that we're including is chayv bekaris, then velo avi, I'm going to exclude as a tevel, which is an isser deraisa too. Sheinu bekaris, you are chayv misa for eating tevel. You are, but says the Gemara, you're not going to be chayv karis. So says the Gemara, Tamalomar, no, 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 no. We have to include tevel as well. Tamalomar ta'anu, and as well v'inisem esnafsho sechem riba. We have two seconds. The word inu is mentioned twice. Ta'anu and v'inisem riba. We have an inclusion that not just isurei karis, but even chayuv and misa like tevel. Says the Gemara, okay, I'll take what you're recommending now as well. Um, I'll include Tevel, which is a Chiyuv Misa, with, uh, which has a Chiyuv Misa, but maybe I should exclude uh, But if the Isra Nevela is an Isra Daraisa, but you're not Chayv Misa for eating the Nevela, so maybe I should exclude that. No, that too is included in the multiple uses of the word Inui to say, Reba, we're going to include other things, even in the case of Nevela. Says Gemara, fine. I'll also include even the Nevela. But Chulin. A piece of chulin on Yom Kippur, that should be mutter, because it's not chayev kares, it's not chayev misa, and there's no lav at all. Says Gemara Tamalamar Tanu, Venisim Asam Shosechem Riba. No, even here, we have to include, based on Riba, other kinds of food as well. So we're also going to include even chulin. All right. What about food that isn't neutral? What about food that has a mitzvah aspect to it to eat? We've spoken about Isr Kareis. We've spoken about Chayv Misa. We've spoken about Isr Lav and we've spoken about neutral foods. Let's continue on. We're halfway down on Dalan base. Avi Chulin, She'enan Bekum Ve'echol. All right. I'll include in the Isr of Yom Kippur of eating foods that are chulin, foods that are not holy, regular food, go to the store, buy a piece of cake, no problem. But maybe below Abi, maybe I should not include in the Yisra of eating on Yom Kippur as a truma shu bekum vechol. There I have a mitzvah I'm a coin to eat. Maybe we should have said that that's putter from the Yisra on Yom Kippur. Eat up, no problem. So says the Gemara. But yeah, absolutely. Why not? If you're a Kohen and there's Truma, absolutely. Think about the times of the base of Mikdash. They're starving. We saw many times in the Gemara, Chul, so the Kohen Gadol. Uh, no, go eat something. Go eat some Truma. So says the Gemara, we can't do that either because of the same Reboi, Talmud Lomar, Reba, to include more food. So therefore, we have to include even the mitzvah. So says the Gemara, let's try again. Fine, fine. Fine, I'll include a food that's a mitzvah that isn't usher to overlook. But what about a food that's usher to overlook? The law of You can't leave over kodshim. So think about the, the range that we started with. We started with an iser kares. We moved to a chiyuv misa. We moved to an iser lav. We moved lower still to regular food. We moved food to, to where there's a mitzvah to eat. And now we've moved to a food that it's usher to not eat. How far do we go on Yom Kippur? Says the Gemara, three lines before the white lines, four lines. This too is included with the extra uses of the word Inui to say, even foods that are ushered to leave over, you're not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. And even if you want to say that all of this is wrong, we'll explain what that means in a minute. Omer, still we should all we should always come back to the following two lines before the white lines. It should be something that it makes the soul at a loss. What type of avedas nefesh are we talking about? That is achila ushasiya. So therefore, this b'risa concludes here. Uh, we have a little bit more to learn in this uh, b'risa, but the b'risa concludes here to say that for a whole host of reasons. All foods are included in the Isser of Yom Kippur. What did the end of the Brisa mean when it said four lines before the end of the wide before the end of the wide lines? 
So it says the Gemara, if you want to say that the Inui that we're talking about was that the Inui has to do with Tashmish Amita, with illicit relationships, or not even illicit, but just the Isra, just the just marital relations on their own, says the Gemara, that can't be. That's not, we're talking about the daily requirement. People have to eat food. That's life and death. So that can't be talking about that. So So that's also a problem because uh, we have a, a comparison of the word We're talking about um, a, uh, an affliction of starvation. I hold on one second. Maybe it shouldn't be about food. We have the use of Inui by Tash as well. Says the Gemara, 12 lines from the bottom of the page. Starvation. A Ra'av is a famine. Maybe we should say, no, the story by Lot, where the word Inui is a reference to Tash So therefore, we see that Inui is Tash Great question. But, oh, Lavan. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. So we see that Inui is related to Tashmish Amita. says, no, we cannot learn from there. We need to talk about an Inui, an affliction that applies to the masses. We cannot learn the Inui of Yom Kippur from something that applies to one particular individual. Okay, but what about another Marimakam? We know that in Mitzrayim there was a general... Uh, limitation of Tash Mishamita, when the Pasuk says, that means that husbands and wives are not together. So therefore, what do we see? We have Tash Mishamita on, on the national scale, and Inui on the national scale, maybe we should learn from there. So says the Gemara, no, that the food comes from heaven, Tash Mishamita is, is a decision down here, and therefore, uh, we know that the Inui here is referring to food and nothing else. What does the Pasuk mean? This is basically from here until the end of the next Amud is basically all drushas. We have enough time to finish. What does it mean with the food and the Midbar that there was an Inui? Ravami Viravasi. We're going to see a lot of machlokos between Ravami and Ravasi. Here's number one. When they go to sleep at night in the Midbar, they got the mundering that they didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow. You know, like we're so used to the sun rising, we don't think twice. They, di they didn't know in the beginning of the early times of the month, they didn't know what was going to happen tomorrow. They went to sleep hungry or they went to sleep just not knowing. So it says the Gemara, the Inui was the not knowing. To have paspesalo, to know that there will be food for tomorrow, that is a huge comfort. The Chadamar, seven lines from the bottom, six lines from the bottom. Part of the experience of eating is seeing the food that you're eating. That's part of the Gishmak. And uh, sometimes you go to a restaurant, they bring out a steak that's sizzling on a cast iron. The sounds too, it's the whole experience. So the Gemara says, seeing the food is different. That's a level of Inui. It's a level of affliction to eat a food, but not be able to see what it looked like. What does that mean? Because we know it, was, it, it just looked like whatever it looked like, but you wanted Southern fried chicken, whatever you wanted to taste like, it tasted like whatever you wanted, but you couldn't see it. So it says the Gemara, that's a level of Inui. Uh, and Rav Yosef, who was blind, five lines from the bottom, I'm Rav Yosef, Mikan, when blind people eat, they eat 
but they never are totally satiated. Maybe they are physically, but psychologically, they wish they could have seen the food they really are. Therefore, because seeing food is valuable, if you have a meal where you can choose what time it's at, during the day. What's the Pasuk that supports this? It's better to see it and than it is to not see it. No, you use that Pasuk the wrong way. And this is a psychological Gemara about, um, about Histaklus. Tov mare enayim v'isha. The uh, the mare enayim, the looking at a woman can be more powerful. Yosemi gufo shalmaisa. Even from an act of tashmish shemita, shenemar tov mare enayim malach nefesh. Even the looking can be very powerful. Bottom line, Avayin Dalad Medvei says the Gemara ki tain because eno yisalech b'meisharim. What does this pasuk mean? Ravami v'ravasi. Yet another machlok eschad amar kol anosein eno b'koso. Anyone who drinks a lot of wine, arayos kul and domos alav kimishor. Then all arayos, all things seem to become mutter when a person is inebriated. Kimishor, like a like a plateau of land in front of you, like the plains of land in front of you that are. It's just easy, an easy area to walk. Everything is easy to grasp. So here too, the arayos seem to be mutter. The chadamar, no, it's not just arayos, it's everything. So people who drink too much, everything seems accessible to them. To them. What about a person who has a lot of anxiety? Three lines down. If a person has Daga in their house, in, in their in their heart, what should they do? Yishchena. What does Yishchena mean? Ravami v'ravasi. Chadamar Yishchena. They should uproot it. Midaito. Okay, I don't know what that means in practice, but um, it's some type of coping mechanism. The Chadamar Yishchena le'achem. You should talk to people. This the Gemara should be uh, used for by therapists. This is the Gemara. When things are very hard for you, talk it out with other people. This raises a very important point. If someone ha- has to vent to you and they are included in their venting is Lashon Hara, the Baal Chavetz Chaim considers it chesed to listen to that person. Bitznai that you are, you don't believe what you hear, a negative, that's very hard to do. But if you hear a Misa from, because you have to validate the person you're listening to, but that's the din, it's considered, if you can do it, otherwise you have to say, I'm sorry, I'm not uh, from enough to, I can't listen, I'm not the right person. Don't use names, just leave out details, whatever. But that is the din, it's considered a chesed to listen to someone who's venting based on this idea of Yesichena uh, le'acherim. Five lines down, v'nocha shafar lachmo, the, uh, for a snake, his food is afar of Ami Viravasi. Yet another machlok is Chalam Rafilu Ochel Kol Madane Olam Toim Bahem Tamafar. Everything he eats tastes like dirt. The Chalam Rafilu Another Pshat is Afilu Ochel Kol Madane Olam Ain Daitam Yosheves Olav Achi Ochel Afar. Nope, the other way. He can eat anything he wants. But really, deep down, what only say, what really is Yosheves, uh, what it really makes him settled is eating Afar. Tanya, the Brisa writes, Amar Yosi, Bo Hashem is different than kings of flesh and blood. When you get in a fight with someone, you want to ruin their parnasa, you want to get down into the grave. You're, you're really, you're ready to go to battle. But that's not true. When a Kaddish Baruch Hu gave Klalos, all of the all of the following examples are examples where a Kaddish Baruch Hu gave Klalos, but they were able to keep their ochel. Even a snake, anywhere he goes, there's dirt everywhere. There's worms they could eat anywhere. There's dirt everywhere. Says the Gemara, Yored lematam is anosavimo. Even if you go into the ground, there's dirt there too. What about kilelas kenaan? So ochel masharaba ochel shosa masharaba shosa. He can eat and drink no problem. Kilelas isha. When he cursed the woman, I call ratanacharei. Everyone still has a yetsarara, even though she was cursed. That uh, that beats a bone tail a that she'd have a hard time having children. Kilelas adama. He cursed the ground. I call nizanimimena. Even though he cursed the ground, everybody gets all of our food vegetation from it. All right, next little sugya we're going to be learning here is about this one pasuk. The pasuk reads, Remembering the daga, the fish that was eaten, 
uh, in Mitzrayim, Chinam. This Pasuk is very difficult to understand. Rav Shmuel, Machlokas. Chad Amar Dagim. One says the Pasuk is simply talking about fish, like the actual food. Bechad Amar Arayos, that the Pasuk is a homily and it's a reference to Arayos. Manda Amar Dagim, Dichsiv Nechal. No, Dichsiv Nechal, because the Pasuk says that there was Dagim that was eaten. Manda Amar Arayos, Dichsiv Chinam, because it says Chinam. Manda Amar Arayos, Dichsiv Nechal. What is the person who holds that the Pasuk is referring to Arayos? What about the word Nechal? Says the Gemara, Lishna Ma'al Yehudanaka, Dichsiv, like the Pasuk says, if a person eats food, they clean off their face when they're done. They eat tray. It's like, like nothing ever happened. So what the Gemara says, and Rashi highlights this, that this is a mashal, that a person could do an isra of a rayos, and afterwards they would clean off their bodies as if nothing ever happened. So that's what the Pasuk means. According to the one who says that the Pasuk was actually talking about dagim and it wasn't a homily. So then, what does it mean at the end of the Pasuk that it's chinam? You have to buy food from the market. You don't just get to take fish off the stand. You got to pay for it. Says the Gemara, they got it for free. When the Jews would stick in a, a, a bucket of water into the stream in order to get water to drink. HaKadosh Baruch Hu would make it that they get fish for free. That's what the word chinam means. More questions on the Pasuk. I could understand the Shita by Dagim that they weren't doing anything wrong because the Pasuk says in regards to Arayas that they weren't doing anything wrong. And the Pasuk continues. So that Pasuk seems to show that there was a degree of self-restraint that there was no Arayos issues. But according to the one who says the Pasuk is talking about Arayos, then what does the Pasuk mean when it says, my, my, that people were showing a degree of self-restraint with Arayos. So it says the Gemara, Remember, this is before Matan Torah. There were certain people they were never allowed to be intimate with. Uh, the person's mother is a classical example. However, there were other family members, aunts, and other such types of arayos that were isurikaris once the Torah was given. But prior to Matan Torah, if you're just a Ben Noach, then there's no Isra there. So that's what it means. That when it says Mayan Chasum in Masech in, in the in Shira Shirim in the Megillah, there, that what that pasuk means is that they did not violate the basic rules that they had as a Ben Noach. So it says the Gemara is still more. I understand according to the Shita who holds that the Pasuk of Dagim is talking about Arayos. Why was it that people were crying? It's mentioned prior to Matan Torah, they were allowed to be intimate with certain people who were Isurei Karis. Now the Matan Torah happened, now they're not allowed. So that's what the Bechi was. On family members that used to be permissible to, to them, now they're crying out. What were they crying about? So it says they were crying about both. They're actually crying about both. It's not so simple. The food, the food and the arayos. It was a, a that's a basic, a strange answer to the Gemara. But the basic answer of the Gemara is that the pasuk was referencing both. Next, halfway down, nine ham and off, the Gemara says, These foods which they did not have access to, they have a machlokis here as well. They could taste everything. However, there were five things that are listed in this pasuk that uh, that they weren't able to taste. No, they could taste everything and its texture. So let's say you're eating a potato kugel. So it'll, it'll taste like potato kugel and it'll feel like that in your mouth, even though it's mud. You want to eat something, you want to eat sunflower seeds? Great, it's going to have the same crunch, whatever it is. However, with these five foods, you could taste them, but you didn't have the texture of the bite. Uh, that's what the Gemara makes as a distinction. Pasuk says, Kizera God Lavan, that the, the man was like a God, which is um, which is like white God, which translates as coriander. Amaravasi, 
it, uh, coriander is not white. Amravasi agul kegita, it was round like coriander, velovan kemargalis, and it was white like a pearl would have been white. And tiny mamiachi, God, other examples of what the word God means, shadoma lezer pishton abigivolin, similar to the pishton to the flax, which is still in its stalk. Another explanation of the word God, God, shadoma le hagada, the the man was so appealing to people, similar to an agadata, an agadata that it's like a storyline in the Gemara, that's agadata's Moshe that when a person's speaking, they should always try to have a story, it draws people in. Tanya Idach, another Brysa says that what's the word God telling us? Fascinating. Let's say that a woman, we don't allow this, we don't allow for this to happen. If God forbid a couple gets divorced or if a husband, or if the husband dies, the woman's not allowed to remarry within three months because maybe they had Tashmu Shamita right before he died and maybe she's pregnant. So where does the man fall? Uh, so who's the father? So says the Gemara, if the father lives down the block as the previous husband, then the man's going to fall double by him because the kid's food is really should be over there. And if it's the new husband, then they're going to get double over here. So that's what the Gemara says, that the man was if it was really nine months of birth from the previous husband, or it was a seven-month-old um, from, the, from the other husband, Lavan, and it was white in that it revealed it, it removed, excuse me, the sins of the Jewish people. Tanya, the Brisa writes, Rabbi Yossi just like a Navi could tell us details that were hidden, we would never know about them. So too says the Gemara, two thirds of the way down. How could the man teach us dark, deep, dark secrets? They're not people. Now, how does it work? So it says the Gemara is similar as before. Two people came to Moshe and they had a din Torah. One person says to the other, you stole my slave. You sold him to me. Let's wait for the morning. Let's see where the man falls. If the man falls where the Evid used to live, then I know uh, X. And if it falls with a new guy, then I know Y. If we find the Omer of the Evid in the first house, then we know that the next guy was the Ganev. Because the, the man for the Evid fell by the original owner's house. And if the, if the Omer, if the man would fall by the second person's house, it's clear that there was actually a sale. Continues the Gemara. Same exact thing when a man and woman would come argue. She was the problem. He's the problem. Let's see what happens in the morning. How so? If her portion was it was still at her house. Um, and we therefore knew that she was the one who was at fault because she should have still been at her house with her husband because that's where her food was. But if in fact, her Omer was by her father's house, so then the husband was the one who did something wrong. Uh, the Pasuk uh, writes, the it falls down, another Pasuk says, one says it falls like dew, the other says you have to go out and get it, and then the other one says, you have to go roam around and pick it up. These are three different approaches, says the Gemara. Just like the dew, it's on the grass. You walk out of your house, it's right there. They had to go out into the fields and they had to collect it. But the Rishayim, Kodesh Baruch still fed them, but they had to go walk around and, and find their um, 
and find their man. Ksib, one more, and then we're going to stop. Ksib, one got bread, one got cookies, and the other got tachanu. They had to grind it themselves. Same exact distinction. So ketzad, tzadikim lechem. The food came perfectly prepared. Benonim ugos, they had, uh, you know, baked goods. They had to go grind up their own foods. Odacha b'meducha. What does it mean that they were ground up? There were certain spices that came down that were used for perfume. And they when it came down with the man, these like it's like mamish, like you know, gifts falling from heaven, heaven, they would make perfume out of it. What does that mean? Spices for food as well, spices for the pot. They could cook with it. What does that mean? My more gifts. That expensive, uh, expensive, expensive stones would fall from the heavens. We're going to stop right here. Five lines from the bottom at Vahanasiim, bottom of Ayn Hayam Aleph. On Shabbos, Emir Sashem, we'll get all the way through Daf Ayn Vav Amud Beis. And then uh, we'll figure out Sunday and the rest of the week. Sunday's a fast day, and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm out of town. We'll figure it all out. I'll keep you posted on WhatsApp. Wishing you all a beautiful night. First time I think you ever stopped in the middle of an archival paragraph.